Welcome to the Random Angst Podcast with Justin and Mark. It's where we talk about anything and everything nerdy. So sit back and relax. We hope you enjoy the show. August 17th, 2017, and my name is Justin, and I'm here with my co-host, Mark, and this is episode three of our podcast. Uh, We've got a couple episodes behind us, and we're on our way to many more, hopefully. Today is um, a special episode of sorts, because we actually have our first guest on today, and he also happens to be our first fan. So, welcome to Austin. How are Hello. you doing? Good. I'm good. How are you guys? Thank Pretty, you guys for having me. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for wanting to be on and talk with us and be a part of this. We really appreciate it. Yeah. So, by way of introduction, we just wanted to give you a few minutes to talk about who you are, you know, what sort of movies, books, whatever, TV shows that you like and what your favorite franchises are and things like that. So... Austin, go ahead and let us know who you are. Oh, gosh, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> okay, um, my name is Austin, obviously, and I'm a huge nerd. Um, I don't look it, but I, I really am. And my favorite franchise of all time, will pop, obviously, is Star Wars. Star Wars, Star nice. Wars, all day, all night. Love it. All about Star Wars. Um, I love reading thrillers. Um, I'm not a huge um, nerd literature person. I haven't found like any literature that I like that has that correlates with like I don't know nerdum. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I, I used to read a lot of X Men comics growing up. Um, I like the X Men Evolution series. I don't know if you guys heard of that. And that was kind of a short lived animated series. Um, thousands and then um, I love movies. Any type of movie horror action comedy i'm all about it and i also am a huge um star wars figure collector nice. like over a hundred different figures <laughs> nice yeah thank you so you talking uh recent figures or figures from the 70s so i don't have i have a few stormtroopers that are vintage um i have a lot of power of the force figures a lot of episode one through three i have all the rogue one figures i have all um the force awaken figures I'm very much looking forward to the Last Jedi figures. I've seen a lot of spoilers on Instagram <laughs> about those. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Cool. A man after my own heart. <laughs> so is there a particular figure that you like to collect more than others? Do you have a... Uh, I'm a huge C-3PO fan. I know that's lame. I, it's like up there with Jar Jar Binks, but I C-3PO for me, he's the ultimate. My ultimate character ever since I was seven years old, that's been my go-to star wars character so nice. i like to have every single one from each movie all the ones they make yeah cool all right good i can respect that that's awesome appreciate it <laughs> so you had a chance to listen to uh our past episodes of the yes. podcast um 
what did you think? Like, what what uh, led you to think oh, I want to be a guest with those guys? Be honest. Um, yeah, sure. Honesty is my specialty. Uh, do you want to be blunt? <laughs> yeah, definitely. No problem there. I, I feel like you two have a really good flow um, with you know going into certain topics and then kind of you know changing it up. Um, I think that's refreshing, especially when as a avid podcast listener. I think it's nice when the hosts or guests are able to kind of have a conversation and then you switch to something new. I don't want to hear the same thing for an hour. And I feel that there are a lot of podcasts out there that talk about one topic for an entire show. And I think it's nice that you guys change it up, whether it be talking about Game of Thrones, Star Wars, there's levels to your podcast. So that's why I wanted to join on in on the fun. (laughs) Nice. So, I mean, I, I don't know the story. How, how did you hear about us? I know you're friends with, with Justin, um, and, you you know, you kind of go back and forth with the Jedi stuff and, you know, yeah. nerd Star Wars. But is that how you heard about us? Did you hear about us another way? That Actually, through Justin's how I found your podcast. So thank you, Justin, for that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. All right. So... Yeah, I think that's one one of our strengths is our ability to talk about all these different subjects. It isn't just one thing, and we have a lot of interests, you know, like like Star Wars, DC, Marvel, Game of Thrones. So it's it's fun to talk about all of it. Yeah, and we've been friends by default for at least <laughs> sixteen years because you know I married his sister and. Sure. We've been around each other that long, but over the years we've you know grown to like the same things and we enjoy doing stuff together. So there is that natural flow that I think is a strength. You know, we just got to work on those those technicalities of recording and getting the podcast experience. So we're glad you're here for one of our first episodes and hoping we can have you back more. Oh, well, but hey, I'm always willing to come back. I'm excited. <laughs> this has been a bucket list um, check mark for me to be on a podcast, so I'm really excited. Sweet. <laughs> well, hopefully, someone listens. Well, I'll, get, I'll get them to listen. <laughs> All right. <sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier that we did have some recording issues on our last podcast. Like I said, we're trying to work out the technicalities and. Hopefully it gets better this episode. So I wanted to apologize for the, the breathing in your ear last episode, and hopefully we can change that. Um, that was mostly a prelude to Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, we're fixing it. We're working on it, uh, especially with sound and you know depths. Sometimes we sound far away or too close. So um, hopefully we can get it figured out and make it easier listening for everybody. Yeah. Um, then we've also moved to soundcloud.com. If you happen to frequent that uh, website and want to check out, there's all kinds of podcasts, music, you know, anything audio, there's a SoundCloud. I just felt that it was a better platform for us uh, than what we were using before. So I moved all the couple episodes we did have over to there and we'll be um, hosting our podcast there for a little while. And obviously, you can still find us on iTunes as well. Very cool. So moving on, we want to move into the news section of our podcast where we just talk about things that we like and what's going on in in different universes and in the real world. 
it is convention season still, so uh, I'd like to talk about that. Uh, Salt Lake Comic Con is around the corner next month, and the last podcast we were kind of uh, lamenting the fact that Salt Lake Comic Con has a lot of potential, but they don't have any awesome guests yet. And I think I think it was the day after we had that episode they announced some some new guests, so that's so that's good. Um, they announced Stephen Amell from the Arrow series and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 movie. Uh, he came a couple years ago, and I got the opportunity to meet him briefly and get his autograph, and he seems like a pretty cool dude, so I'm glad he's coming. And then also Elijah Wood from, obviously, the Lord of the Rings trilogy and a couple other movies that I haven't really watched. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, he was here, I think it was here, at least all the other hobbits and dwarves were here probably four or five years ago for a fantasy con that Salt Lake hosted just one time and then it didn't, I don't think it made enough money so they didn't have another one. But I think he was here for that time, I'm not sure. But I think it's a great move, a great step in the right direction to have him come to Salt Lake Comic Con. What say you, Mark? Do you have a, a thought on that? You know, um, I, I'm very excited by this. Uh, you know, we had just been talking, I think, the day before uh, privately as well as we did the, the podcast. And we had talked about, you know, we need to get legitimate people. You know, Dick Van Dyke's our guy. Woohoo. And, you know, Elijah <laughs> Woods is about as good as they get, you know, when it comes to the fantasy world, you know, comic world type thing. And, uh, you know, he did some great movies. He's done some great things. I, I like him as an actor. I'm excited to have him. Uh, that's definitely someone I'm going to line up, want to get an autograph and meet. And, uh, you know, same thing with Stephen Amell. You know, that's a show that's ongoing right now. And uh, I know that we've had, you know, other characters in the past. He's come before. I think that's a great, great addition. You know, it's something It's moving forward in the right direction, especially as we get closer to Comic-Con. It kind of uh, gives me a little bit more faith in what they're doing because up until then I was really worried. You know, we had talked about uh, how we're worried and, you know, I kind of like uh, what they're doing too. You know, they bring him in. That's great. They're also bringing in um, this girl. Let's see if I can get her name. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Jody Benson. She, you know, she's kind of for, you know, your younger, uh, younger Comic-Con type viewers you know she played ariel she played you know lady and lady in the tramp too things like that you know she did the voiceovers on that that's great i think you know getting people like that is what gets people excited yeah yeah hopefully they they get a couple more from those franchises i mean i'd love to see um some other actors from arrow or grant gustin from flash or and then with uh the lord of the rings series um Sean Austin's been to the Comic-Con a couple times, so hopefully he'll come as well. That'd be a great photo op to have Elijah Wood and Sean Austin there, the same photo. Yeah, and he comes so often, it makes you wonder if he's going to come, you know, if he will end up coming, because that would be great with those two, you know? Yeah. So with you, Austin, have you been to a Comic-Con or any type of convention or anything like that? You know, unfortunately, no, <laughs> and and it, and it's sad to say, but it's on my list. Um, comic Con San Diego, obviously the mecca of all Comic Cons. That's where I would love to to go. But I'm looking actually at the guest lineup that's happening at Salt Lake City, and it looks like a, a cool crowd. Um, I'm a fan of Elijah Wood. 
and you guys are going to kill me for this, but I've never watched Lord of the Rings. Oh, man. Oh, man. man. I'm not a huge... This, this will be Aston, Austin's last, uh, <laughs> last episode with us. I, I, had, I had a hunch by, <laughs> as it was coming out of my mouth, but um, I think as an actor, he's really good, and he's underrated. I know he had a show on FX called Wilfred. Yeah. Um, that was pretty funny. Um, Stephen Amell... You know, Canadian, good guy. He's been so many things before Arrow that I'm glad he's finally, you know, becoming the star he deserves to be. And I'm seeing that there's, you know, uh, Joan Cusack, the voice of Jesse, she's going to be there, and Will Friedle from Boy Meets World. I mean, it's a really cool and diverse lineup. You know, it's not just everybody from comic, you know, movies or TV shows. It's, it's an eclectic group, which is nice to see. So I'm sure you guys have lots of fun. <laughs> well... If you want to check that item off your bucket list, you can always come to Salt Lake Comic Con and hang with us. So I appreciate the invitation. I got to, I got to look at my schedule. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely fun. It, you know, if people haven't been, go check it out. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of things to do and see. Uh, every time we, Justin and I go, we meet people that have been there the first time, and they just love it. Uh, you know, they get to see people, you know, meet actors they've never met. They get a you know, hang out with people that are interested in the same things they are. They get to find new likes. You know, sometimes they find uh, something new that they didn't they didn't even know they liked. A different book, a different movie, a cool actor, whatever it is. It's always a lot of fun, uh, and there's just cool things to see for your first time. Definitely come out. You know, if, if you have time, come out with come out with us, and and we'd like to have you, Austin, and anyone else. You know, come buy a ticket, even if it's just for a day. Come in the afternoon on a Friday, something. Just check it out. It, it's a great time. I mean, with that invitation, how could I not, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. All right. So uh, something that I saw online on Facebook, obviously, I think it was yesterday or the, maybe even this morning, but a couple months ago, I guess it's been a month at San Diego Comic-Con, they announced the DC movie lineup, and in that movie lineup was Flashpoint, which is the Flash movie. And... I read Flashpoint quite some time ago. Don't remember much, but I this this article did talk about how Flashpoint, the comic, that storyline, if they did adapt it pretty um, faithfully into a movie, there'd be a lot of changes. And so, some of the interesting things that they they talked about were how. Things like how Batman, he instead of his parents getting shot, um, Bruce Wayne got shot. And so his parents would take up, his dad would take up the mantle of Batman, but he would be a, a more violent and aggressive Batman where the no-kill rule um, didn't pertain to him. And then there is a st- part of the story where Martha Wayne ends up becoming the Joker. And so, you know, the tragedy of them losing their son, Bruce, changes them completely from, you know, these altruistic type people who are making a lot of change in Gotham. They end up um, splitting up and battling one another. So that would would be interesting. And then also Wonder Woman and Aquaman are are at war with one another. Uh, Their two kingdoms are fighting instead of being uh, allies. And then... Uh, Superman, he doesn't, instead of crash landing in Smallville, he lands in Metropolis and he's imprisoned by the U.S. government and held as a prisoner, so he never really grows to be Superman. 
and you know just so just a lot of crazy stuff like that you know kind of like the opposite of what we've grown to read and watch and love and so i i wonder how they're gonna pertain or um, apply i should say all those storylines from the flashpoint comic into movie form because obviously comics you know they go on and on and on and on several episodes several issues and then you know you got a movie that's two hours you know what are they going to adapt and what are they going to change and what are they going to leave out so it's just very intriguing for me to to think about that uh, how flashpoint really is going to appear in the dc universe now which which flash is this do you know have they said uh flashpoint is barry allen's story Barry Allen. Yeah, okay. but they do go to the other universes, the other worlds, I guess, and those flashes are involved as well. But okay, it, so we will say like we will say Garrick and um, was it West? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. You know, I think there's like four of them or something like that. So that'd be kind of neat. Makes you wonder how they'll do it though, because mostly they're related, you know. Uh, but. Uh, That'll be neat. I wonder, too, if it's going to be more of a, uh, you know, more of a origin-type story, kind of bring people up to speed as opposed to in-depth. You know, um, I, I just don't know, because if you're talking about all of that, I mean, you could talk about some stuff people have never heard of, uh, you know, that don't read the comic books. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I'm a big Flash fan. When I was a little kid, I try to run as fast as I can into a wall and I never get <laughs> through but it was uh I tried but the no flashes flash will be neat to see see what they do with it so yeah have to look that the, the initial vibe I got from it is that it would be like a cyborg flash buddy cop movie you know where they're solving mysteries and having a good time but then this you know perspective there's nothing like that so I don't know what they're going to do, but I'm looking forward to it. Um, what about you, Austin? Are you Have you seen any of the DC movies, recent ones, and or the TV yeah. shows? You know, um, my favorite DC movie up, uh, for now is Suicide Squad. I know that sounds a little weird, but that's, out of all of them, it's my favorite. DC's not my favorite franchise. I'm not a huge DC person, more Marvel. However, I did feel like that movie was... <laughs> and I see you shaking your head, Mark. <laughs> um, I felt like Suicide Squad was, was great. I, it had everything. It was music, yeah. it was action, there was some drama. Um, I thought the casting was great. I think those were huge shoes to fill as far as the Joker. Um, you know, I think uh, Jared Leto did a fantastic job. And Margot Robbie, I'm very excited about her um, solo movie. And I think the Joker's in that as well, right? That's what I was reading. Yeah. So far, that seems to be the case. So um, I have seen Superman. I thought that was really bad. It's a little movie. And I have not seen Batman versus Superman. I heard that was boring. Am I wrong? Am I right? What do you guys think? Uh, you know, pretty close to blasphemy. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, it, I, I enjoyed it. I'm a big DC fan. That's kind okay. of my my thing. Uh, I think some of the problem people had is they get used to this Marvel universe, right? That's mm. so happy and jumpy, and you know the 
you you have these great well-known characters that are amazing and then we saw uh you know them move on and they always win but i think with what people don't understand about dc is a lot of dc superheroes aren't happy go superheroes especially when batman's involved a lot of people talk about batman you know he was trying to beat up superman he did but you know in the original comics batman was the guy was crazy i mean he threw criminals off roofs after he got the information he needed and moved on didn't care you know and so i think they a lot of people get kind of bogged down in the idea that batman's supposed to be this happy character like you see in the marvel but he's not you know he's it's a he lives in gotham which is like your slumlord chicago Mm -hmm. and so you know it's a little bit downer for some people but i i like it um as far as boring goes i think it did a lot of storytelling and I've noticed a lot of times that people get out of the movies of storytelling, especially when you see multiple movies. And it's always in the second movie. The second movie comes along and people are like, that was boring, but it was telling a lot of story. And people don't want to hear a story. They want to see these action-packed fights, you know, sweet Superman flying, saving the world, you know, rewinding type thing. But, uh, you know, I – and so that's kind of what I've always noticed from – uh, from fans and that they just want something now. They don't want to wait till the Justice League. They don't want to see that. They don't want to get there. But once they do get there, I think they're rewarded for the wait. And so, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of people that don't like Batman versus Superman. I've talked to a lot of people that do. I myself enjoyed it. I would suggest just, you know, taking taking some time and watching it and then coming back, oh, I hated it or I liked it, you know, and then, then at least you yeah. kind of for yourself. Yeah, I pre- you know, I appreciate that perspective. I think for me, you know, I remember watching, you know, the original Batmans and, and Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, and I thought those were really, really good movies. I enjoy not so much the the action and, you know, blowing up and the fights, but more the complexity of each character, depending on, you know, the movie and, and the hero and the villain. I'm, I prefer villains myself. Um, I remember Batman and Robin, you know, with Poison Ivy and Batgirl. I, I actually thought that was a really good movie. <laughs> I know it, people thought it was lame, but I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, but I, I, I definitely respect your perspective on that. Um, I'm excited to see Justice League. That actually looks really good. It's like a cool yeah. movie. Yeah, we're, we're excited for that. I am counting the days down for that one. I'm <laughs> excited to see what they're going to do with the storyline. Sure. It almost seems like they're following the new 52. I was reading into that flashpoint, and they talked about when he comes out of the, you know, when everything catches up at the end, he's going to be in the kind of the new 52 era. But they've done a lot of things that aren't involved in the new 52. So it'll be interesting to see where they go and how how they how close they make it to the new 52. But um, uh, yeah, you know, it's it should be great. Uh, you know, I'm still I'm still thinking that uh, DC is going to win out Marvel. <laughs> so quote Keep me dreaming. on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Disney owns Marvel. Disney will always prevail. <laughs> they own Rotten Tomatoes, from what I hear too. Oh, so there you go. Yeah, I think they're. I think we we try to pit them against each other because they are both comic book movies. Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of like Star Wars versus Star Trek. I mean, Star Wars is bigger, but they're they're just two different franchises, really. At the end of the day. In my in my mind, I like them both: Star Trek, Star Wars, DC, Marvel. I prefer. I have my preferences. Um, but as far as 
Batman versus Superman, you said you like villains. I think Lex Luthor in Batman versus Superman is one of the best villains. Um, one of the Knox. That's, that's where you lose me because it's not Lex Luthor; it's the actor <laughs> Jesse it's the Eisenberg. Yeah. I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of him at all. Yeah. At all. He. I thought he was really good in the Social Network, which I'm. I, you probably have seen. Yeah. But as far as Lex Luthor, there's something about him. Watching him, I don't know if I could handle it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but I don't know if I could sit through it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were turned off by that casting choice. Yeah. Um, one thing he one of the th- knocks on Marvel movies is that their villains aren't very deep. I mean, outside of Loki, there really isn't a, a villain that carries over from you know movie to movie that has a storyline that sort of thing, at least that I can recall. But um, that's one thing I did appreciate about Batman versus Superman is the Lex Luthor character was you know he was the real villain of the of the movie, even though they had the doomsday creature at the end that they were fighting against, um, you know, Lex Luthor wasn't responsible for that. So he was more complex than, than most villains. And I did appreciate that. So, um, then also the, so which Marvel movie would you say is your favorite or which character in Marvel would you say is your favorite Austin? Um, you know, I really liked, um, Dr. Strange. And I was surprised that I would because I didn't know that much about that specific Marvel character. Um, I thought um, Benedict Cumberbatch, hopefully I said that right, I thought he played the role very well, and I thought it was a very well-done Marvel movie. Um, I feel like the Avengers and Captain America, they're always the same. You know, it's like, okay, problem, fight, like you said, Mark, solution. And I thought that the way that they did Doctor Strange. I just thought it was just very deep and very um, complex. And um, so he's probably one of my favorite heroes. Villains, that's hard because I'm not a fan of Loki. I love the Thor series. I think out of all the solo Avenger movies, Thor is my favorite. Um, I thought the new Spider-Man was really good with Tom Holland. Um, I thought, uh, oh gosh, Toby Maguire was really good as Peter Parker. And then the Andrew Garfield, I only saw the first one. I didn't see the second one. But I think Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man by far. Um, that's just my opinion. I see smirks. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Uh, but I thought Vulture, um, Michael, oh God, Michael Keaton, no, not Michael Caine, Michael Keaton. I thought he was very good as that villain. And I thought there was some depth to that character. Not just like a, you know villain for the movie and then that's it you know because he didn't he's in jail and then we meet scorpion right is that scorpion he spoke to at the end uh, yeah, yeah yeah i did read okay. that I, I didn't check into that but i did remember reading something that that was scorpion okay uh, but i i like both those picks i like um the villain because like you said it is more in depth it's not that he's just a villain for the sake of being a villain exactly he's easy to be a villain and, uh, I mean, Justin and I ta- touched on this uh, a couple episodes ago and, and talked about that. And that's great. I, I like to know a little bit more about the villains. And I do like um, Doctor Strange. I don't feel he's as linear as everyone else as a, as a superhero. You know, he's not, you know, I'm Captain America. I was exactly. bred to do this. I was made to do this or whatever it is. And Doctor Strange is, is pretty neat. I, I keep wondering where, where his story goes next. You know, what he's going to do. Is he going to show up in the new Thor? I've wondered that, you know, because him and Thor were talking and 
and then all of a sudden his home's destroyed and he's gone. We don't know much about the movie yet, but um, you know the end credits. He was definitely talking to Thor. So is he going to show up? Is he going to help Thor? What's what's going to happen with that? It, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see more of more of Doctor Strange. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So um, staying with the movie theme. Today, there's been some posts about rumors of an Obi-Wan Kenobi standalone movie I saw that. being uh, in development, which I don't know if I, at this point, there isn't a source. I mean, they, they named like a anonymous source reporting this, but they don't give a name or anything like that. There's no script. There's no Ewan McGregor, but I think that's, that's pretty common that they announce a movie and then they do the casting. Um, at first I read no director, but then I, uh, like an hour ago, I read that there was a director from a, a TV show that I've never heard of, but he's Emmy nominated. So I guess he's got some, some skills. Um, do you know anything about that? Austin, anything more about that? Uh, you know, same as you, I read the article that there is a potential, um, origin movie happening. I don't particularly need this to happen. I don't feel like it's necessary um obi-wan kenobi obviously a classic character you know pivotal to the entire series but you know enough's enough rogue one was amazing han solo i'm excited for obi-wan i I really don't want to see it i'd rather see a yoda origin movie you know even a padme origin movie but that's just me yeah you know well i feel like his story's been told like what else need to hear uh, are we going to hear about him as a youngling? And then we know what happened with him, you know, when he was a Padawan. We know what happened with him all the way up until forever. The only missing years is, you know, is when he's on Dantooine. Tatooine. Yeah. He's just, you know, chilling, growing old, watching Luke grow up. Like, I think that's the only thing we're really missing from him. So I feel like a movie from him would almost be rewriting the character a little bit. And uh, and I don't like that. And and you know, like Austin said, I I would like a Yoda movie or a standalone Darth Vader movie. I mean, after exactly. after that last movie, I think everyone wants to see Darth Vader cutting people in half and <laughs> doing crazy stuff. Like I I never thought I'd root for that guy, but holy cow, it was so amazing. I'd love to see more of that. And I just think that doing that film would would constitute a missed opportunity. It, I I would see that film as we just want to make money. We don't care what stories we bring to the table. I agree. Yeah. If it was an, an Obi-Wan origin movie, like when he was a younging, like you said, I wouldn't be too interested. I'm sure I'd go see it, but I wouldn't be excited about it. But if they did a, an Obi-Wan movie in between episode three and four, where he's on Tatooine watching over Luke, but he does these side missions where Vader finally finds him and, tracks them down type thing. I mean, I'd be interested in that. But as far as just an origin story, nah. Like I said, I'll go see it, but, you know. What's but I the... feel like he could, they could have that, but as like a Netflix series. You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't have to be a full-length movie. Maybe like a 10-episode series, you know, give him those side missions, maybe a, rom- you know, a romance, if possible, and then we're done with you. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, too. That's a good point. Okay. Um, next up, the we talked a little bit about it last time on the trailer section with as far as Annabelle, the new Annabelle movie coming out. Um, I mentioned that I 
hadn't really seen any of those movies, but the trailer was pretty freaky and I was freaked out by it. So, but it comes, come to find out Austin likes those movies. So we'll let him kind of give us the rundown on Annabelle, the conjuring and, and an upcoming prequel. It sounds like to that series. Uh, yeah, I mean, The Conjuring 2, uh, like we were talking about earlier, I watched that recently, and I thought it was re- very well done for a horror movie. Um, you know, horror movies in the past have been, you know, oh, there's a killer on the loose, everyone's going to die, blah, blah, blah. But this one is actually, this couple goes to this girl, she's possessed, they have to perform an exorcism, but it's not like wham, bam, done. It's, you know, there's this book they have to read and there's, you know, these people they have to see and it's this adventure. Um, Annabelle, the first movie was horrible. <laughs> Don't watch it. It's not worth it. Don't see it. It's, it's just bad. It's just a lot of, you know, freeze frames of the doll's face. And then that's it. Chucky was scarier. Um, uh, Annabelle creation. I haven't seen, um, I want to see it. So I'll definitely report back about that when I do see it. But like you said, Justin, the the trailer was a lot freakier. Um, I think that's the prequel of where Annabelle came from. Um, and then from Annabelle creation, I know that it ends with, uh, a look into the nun, which Mark had mentioned is the prequel of the conjuring. So it kind of all goes back full circle. So those are interesting movies. Um, I also wrote down in the notes, um, they're making Saw, which is like, uh, I guess, the next Jigsaw movie. Um, have you guys seen those movies? I I saw the first two, I believe. And okay. I, I, I did like the first one. I liked it for what it was. It was something new at the time. You know, it was nothing that had been done. And yeah. I liked, but I have a hard time with the gore. You know, I, I, I don't mind scary movies, something that's going to make me jump, like super intense movies, but there's a point where, like, it's just too gory. Like, I, for example, I saw that House of a Thousand Corpses, and that mm-hmm. was just, it was just gory to be gory, you know? And, yeah. And that's kind of how Saw got to me after the second one. I was just kind of like, ah, oh, you know, it, it, it's it's good, but, you know, it's just gory to be gory now, you know, and, and maybe it changed after a little bit. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people like it. I know a lot of people like it. I just, after that, I kind of gave up on it. Yeah. I, you know, Hollywood frustrates me because it can be such a, a cool entity and then an annoying one. Um, you know, I was out of Saul, I think after the fourth one, it took me four movies to kind of get over it. And then, you know, Saul, uh, Jigsaw, the new one, um, I think it's for the new generation, the millennial generation, you know, introducing it again, the same idea. It's going to be the same, you know, traps and gore. Um, and I'm, I don't know why Hollywood can't get it together and just find new things to do. That's why I like the conjuring because it's original, you know, Annabelle and the nun are original stories and, and scares, not just the same bloody chainsaws (laughs) killers. You know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. I, I often see the same thing. Like you're recycling the same story and just exactly. keeping the same name or, or changing the name and, and trying to make it look good. And I mean, I get it. It worked the first time, but for, for moviegoers like us, as we grow up through them, yeah. it doesn't attract us. And I get, you know, maybe they don't care about you and me. They're trying to attract the new generation, of course. but as a critic, yeah. you know, I look at that and I just think, you know, at some point you, you guys just have to call this for what it is. And, and move on, you know, get, get us something that will entertain me. No, I agree. Um, I definitely probably will see it cause I'm still a horror buff fan, but I won't like it. 
<laughs> but I'll still see it. <laughs> so as far as a scare factor goes, yeah. I, I know some people out there get scared easy. Some people, they don't scare if, you know, they saw something moving, moving in their own home. As far as scare factor, now I saw a long time ago The Exorcist, and I probably mm. – I'll never get over it. I still have nightmares over that. Now, that scared me. That was like 10 on the scary scale for me. Sure. So, for Annabelle, how scary is this compared to that? Oh, gosh, zero. It's not even... The Exorcist was so freaky because you got to think about it. At that time when it, The Exorcist came out, there was nothing like it. That was the first of, of its generation. So you compare The Exorcist to Annabelle. Annabelle's like Care Bears compared to The Exorcist. <laughs> it just... There's no, there's no scare factor, you know, and for me personally, I like being scared, you know, when the, the movie could be realistic, like the purge or the strangers, you know, when someone is knocking at your door, um, with a mask. I mean, to me, that's the scariest thing. A person can just walk through your front door and kill you, you know, cause that God forbid could happen. And so those, that's what scares me to my core. And that's what I enjoy watching because I think that's just the thrill. Um, but Annabelle, I mean, if, if you're a movie lover like we are, watch it, but you're going to be highly disappointed. Or you might find it to be cool, but I didn't, I didn't like it at all. I thought it was terrible, unfortunately. <laughs> all right. You, you said you, you never saw the second one. You saw the first one. That came out 2014, I think. Yeah, I saw the first one. Um, I definitely am going to be seeing the second one soon. I, like I said, I'll report back to you guys about it um, if I'm invited back, which I hope I am. And uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing that. Okay, great, great. So have you read the book, It? I, You know, that book, when I look at it, kind of scares me because it's so thick. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, I remember uh, my dad's a huge uh, Stephen King fan, so he obviously this is one of his favorite books of all time. But I remember watching the original miniseries. So when I found out that they're going to be doing the movie, and I believe they're doing it in two different parts, when they're children and then as adults, um, I'm very excited. I think the, the casting is phenomenal because uh, I don't know his name off the top of my head. He's Alexander Skarsgård's little brother, um, but, he's very, but he's an unknown. You know what I mean? It's not like they put Zac Efron as it. You know, we don't want somebody we know as it. We want a stranger. In the preview, which you guys have probably seen, it looks terrifying. Clowns are not my forte. Yeah. I'm not a fan of clowns. Yeah, that, it looks so scary. I I used to watch that when my friends and I were growing up. We would invite the girls over, watch it, snuggle, <laughs> snuggle us. And, and we loved it. If you haven't watched the original It... It's still scary. Go watch oh, it. for sure. Um, it, it's amazing. Don't watch the last 30 minutes. That'll ruin everything else for you. Yeah. But it, it's great. I've, I've seen this, and it looks scary as crap, and I'm going to go see it with all the same friends I used to watch all the, <laughs> watch it with all the time. We're going to go see it. This is like one horror movie I'm going to go see. I, yeah. Do you have any plans to see it, Justin? Are you, are you out? What do you think? I'll probably go see it. I mean, I'm intrigued. Um the trailer definitely makes it look great. I just hope it delivers you know, in the theater. So um, if I get, if I read good reviews or hear word of mouth, I have a friend who's a big time Stephen King um, reader, movie watcher, kind of a, my go-to source. If there's a new Stephen King book or movie coming out, I talk to him about it. So I'll, I'll ask him what he thought and then make a decision, but I'm, I'm open to go, going to see it. 
definitely. What has me excited about it, and maybe you guys have seen this in other movies or releases, is that when you have something that you're anticipating, like either it's a re-release of a movie already made or it's a uh, book to movie, you have that one character, maybe two characters, that will make or define if the movie's good. And if that character sucks, the movie you know, is going to suck no matter what. And I think for this, it was definitely Pennywise. And I, you look at him, and just the five seconds that you see of the total, <laughs> I, I think it makes it. You know, I think they did a really good job making him. And like you say, Justin, we don't know, but I, I hope it delivers, and it looks like it will deliver. Yeah, definitely. It truly does. If you, your listeners should look up on YouTube, there's a side-by-side comparison of the original trailer and then the new trailer, and it kind of shows the parts together of what, you know, would be or could be, it, it's, it's freaky. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah, that comes out next month, right? A couple weeks? Two, three uh, weeks? September 8th, I believe. Okay. The state. Yeah, so it's coming fast. Two weeks? Sure. Cool. All right. Um, moving on to books. Um, there, I don't think there's any major releases of any books that we usually read in the series we're following right now, but Mark does have a book he wants to address. It came out, what, a year ago? It's been a, a few months at least. Yeah, I, I think it's about a year. It's a George R. It's a George R. R. Martin book, uh, and it's called The World of Ice and Fire, The Untold History of Westeros and the Game of Thrones. Uh, I don't know if people have seen this. It's not a traditional book, uh, you know, like any of the other books. It's more of a history it's got a lot of pictures in it, and it's amazing. It tells about the histories of the Targaryen kings, where they came from, how they came in power. Uh, you know, it talks about the, the different houses and their histories, how they ended up becoming the Starks of Winterfell or, or you know, the Baratheons and, and whoever. It, it's amazing. I, I lo- I've enjoyed this book. I've just read the crap out of it, really, and uh, and I've enjoyed it. People that, that are into the movie – uh, watching the, the show, I mean, and reading the books. It's definitely something to pick up. It gives you a lot of perspective on, on what's there and, and why certain things are the way they are. It talks about the White Walkers. It talks about Valeria. Things that you just don't know, you, you're not going to pick that up. Uh, it's kind of, uh, you know, like the White Book that came out of... Uh, um, Wheel of Time. The, the Wheel of Time, you know, it just talks about things that, that aren't in the book. You know, it's extra stuff. It's a story. And I like it. You know, some people, they can just take whatever's hand-fed to them. But, I, you know, I like to get down and, and deep. It's great. I would suggest picking it up. I, I got mine at Barnes & Noble. It's a little pricey, but it's a, it's a nice book. It's, um, it, it, it really is a good book. It's not just a paperback. You're getting what you pay for, and it's great. Was it written by George R. R. Martin or another author? Yeah, it's written by George R. R. Martin, as well as, um, I don't know how to sell these names, I'll try. It's Elio M. Garcia Jr. and Linda Antonson. Uh, looks like all three of them did it together. Um, I'm sure someone did the artwork, someone did this and that. But it, it's really neat. I mean, it it shows a lot of the stuff um, that, that it talks about. Uh, like you talk about, oh, they're... Uh, King Baratheon wore the helmet of horns and it shows what that looks like, you know, cause you kind of always wonder, well, what does that look like? Uh, Oh, here, here you go. That's what it looked like. It's amazing. And it talks about, you know, their forefathers and, and you know, how King Ares even, be, you know, the mad King became the mad King cause he was pretty far down on the list to inherit. 
And, you know, how can you let this guy become king? And, and you read it, and there you go. It's, it's really interesting, uh, this book. And I know I, I have a sister. She recently got into the nerdery of Game of Thrones and you know, <laughs> uh, Mistborn series and stuff, and I think she would like this this book. So uh, it's it's definitely something worth picking up if you want to know more about the Game of Thrones. Cool. Awesome. Have you had time to check out Game of Thrones, Austin, on TV? Huge, huge, huge Game of Thrones fan. Love nice. Game of Thrones. All caught up. Uh, excited for the, the upcoming episodes. I think there's, what, two more left this season? And um, what is it, six next season? Is it Or four? I don't Yeah, six. Six, yep, okay. Six next season. And, uh, yeah, the, just two more. And uh, we kind of talked about this. Uh, last time about you know what's going on with the with the story and uh it it just gets better and better it's so amazing i I don't know how they do it but each store each one it's moving the story along like it's never moved before before you kind of get stuck in a portion of the book or a portion of whatever they're doing for three episodes and it just takes fair to move on but at this it's i mean it's wrapping up it's moving they're they're not playing around and um i hope George R. R. Martin writes like that as well, so we can <laughs> these books moving along. Yeah, cool. Well, maybe we can have a Game of Thrones uh, episode when when the season's over. You guys can chat about this season, this last season. I am so down for that. I, yeah. I have to ask you guys, um, and this might be a personal question: um, favorite characters from that show? I'm sure they're different all around. Mm. I haven't actually watched the show. I've seen a couple episodes, but I'm not following it. I've read the books is how I'm following along. So I'm on pause right now, but it's, okay. it's hard to pick just one. I mean, cause there's so many, yeah, um, so many characters and so many good characters. But in the, as far as the books go, I would say Arya and Tyrion, probably my favorites. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's hard, too, because the characters have changed so much yeah, when it was released, right? And I remember first reading these books, and, I, you know, I really liked a certain character, and 10 pages later, they would die. And <laughs> it, it almost got to the point where you just had to like the, wor- you know, the best bad character, because everyone else was dead, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, you know, there's some constants. I, I like Jon Snow. I think, you know, Jon Snow's an easy answer, though. For me... I have two characters that I don't know if they're my favorite, but I'm going to say I'm going to bring them up as my most intrigued character because I don't know what they're doing. Okay. Uh, one is the spider. Oh, okay. yeah. He is very interesting. Varies. Yeah, varies. He is, he's been there from the beginning, from the Mad King, and he's still there now. He's been with every major king uh, that's been there. He's, you know, was most likely involved in the death of Joffrey. He, you know, he, he's been there everywhere. And now he's talking to Tyrion in this last episode. And he's saying, look, we, we gotta, we gotta make her listen to you. And, and what if she doesn't, what's he going to do? You know, what's his goal? What's his end game? You know, he, he talks like, you know, he wants to, um, unite the kingdom of this, that, and the other, but then he doesn't swell feel, doesn't swear fealty to, to Daenerys, you know, Daenerys. Yeah. And, so, you know, really brings up, you know, really interesting. And, and the next one is, is Littlefinger because he's oh, okay. the same way. 
He just yeah. there. And yeah. and he he wants something out of it. You don't know what that is. He's always moving in the background. He's always has some scheme going on. And and it just intrigues me, like, what those are and how these characters just survive. Like, everyone's just getting slaughtered left and right. <laughs> these two characters probably had more to do with that slaughtering than anybody. Yeah. Just keep ticking along. And sure. so, you know, makes you wonder, what's their endgame? Do they have more? Or is it just we're waiting for them, their story to pan out? So I'm going to use those two instead of my favorite characters just because I think my favorite characters are everyone else's favorite characters, right? Fair you enough. know, Jon Snow, Arya, you know, things like that. Yeah, very cool. I appreciate that answer. <laughs> what about for you, Austin? Um, you guys are going to laugh. My favorite character is Cersei. Um, she is... Oh. She, <laughs> I knew I'd get that reaction. She is, you know, manipulative, evil, but she's look where she is. She's in power. She has she's holding all the cards right now, um, and she has the mountain, which I am excited to kind of see where that character will go. You know, from being human to now, you know, the the, the position he's in. Um, I guess as undead. I don't. If that's what you want to call it. Um, I'm excited to see how she's going to use him in the war to come. Um, and obviously the dragons. I mean, how could you not like the dragons? <laughs> so, so here's a question for you. And there, uh, there's been a lot of things. Maybe you've read some, maybe you haven't. Will the hound end up killing him? There's been a lot of talk that only the hound will be able to kill him. And then there's the opposite, kind of a different view, is that, you know, he is undead, but it's a different mm-hmm. undead than the white walkers and when they supposedly go and bring back a white walker to meet him, you know, there's a big issue there about which undead is, the, you know, going to survive. Uh, I feel like it would be sort of full circle for the hound to kill the mountain because they're brothers. Um, and so, you know, good versus evil, even though the hound wasn't so good at first, now he's sort of reformed and, you know, he's seen the, the light and, and all that. Um, I feel like something's going to happen between them. Um, my hope is the mountain kills the hound. Cause I think that would be more interesting, more realistic as far as the game of Thrones world that we're used to. We're used to any, everybody's fair game. <laughs> Nobody's safe. You love everybody. And then that person, like you said, ends up dead. So, um, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see how they bring the white Walker back to King's landing. Um, I think that would be that that episode's going to be insane. That season finale, I can't even fathom it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you know that'll be season finale for sure. Yes, That's, that whole that whole meeting because it's coming. You know, they you sure. know what's coming. Hound's going to meet his brother again. Yeah. White Walker's going to show up. Everyone's going to who knows what's going to happen. As far as yeah. I know, another set will blow up and everyone will be dead. <laughs> Movie will end. So you just don't know what's going to happen. It's it's amazing. That was amazing when the scepter blew up, I have to say. I was so proud of Cersei. I thought that was such a good moment. It was such a, you know, from from my viewpoint, my perspective, you know, the high scepter or high sparrow, excuse me, I just couldn't stand that character. I was like, I was waiting for someone to get rid of him. Oh, yeah, it restores the faith militant. Yeah. Uh, credit, you know what it is. Uh, it, it was, yeah, when that blew up, that was amazing. It was, <laughs> you, know, you almost felt bad for Lancelot, right? He's trying to stop it so close, and then it just happens. You know what's going to happen when it happens. You're just, 
you just your jaw drops and you're just in awe. And it was a great writing, great everything. I mean, I, I must have watched that rerun a hundred times just because it was so good. It was. You're right. Yeah, a lot of great characters, great story. Be interesting to see where that goes. So we'll talk more about that, obviously, in the weeks to come. Cool. Any other movies, TV shows that you guys can think of right now? Um, I I recently started Westworld. If you guys have watched that, um, I'm almost done the first season. Um, I believe it's a remake. There was a movie a while back. Um, you do you guys know what the concept of that show is about? Something about a hotel, futuristic hotel you check into, or uh, yeah. So it's a it's a futuristic uh, theme park. And it's like a uh, Western uh, theme park where people can come and, you know, live out all their fantasies uh, for a price. And then all the um, citizens of the of the world are um, artificial robots. So it's sort of like how the humans treat the robots and then how the robots sort of take on a mind of their own. I honestly, it's very good. It's Game of Thrones good because there's so many twists and turns and character development. I mean, you fall in love with the characters right away. Um, it's like a, it's like a Western, um, but in the future, it's really cool. You can check it out. It's on HBO, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking it up now. It looks, it has great feedback. 95% positive rating from yeah. viewers. So it, it does look good. I, I've never heard of it myself, but I mean, just kind of reading some of these, Reviews definitely something I might want to pick up and, and get into. I mean, you're always looking for a new show or movie. This, for this sure. could be it. So. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. More reviews, and I'll find more movies and books to read. Cool. All right, so movie of the week section. Um, what I watched, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out this, this week on video, home video, and... I bought it and watched it with my son the other day and I enjoyed it. I, I liked it the first time in the theater. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. I just had a lot of, I think I ended up giving it a, a C in the initial review in our second show, I believe. But this time after watching it again, I have to walk my criticisms back a little bit. I feel like, Maybe I was in a bad mood that day or something. I know we arrived late to the theater by a couple minutes, so maybe I was frustrated with that whole thing. But watching it again, I enjoyed it a lot more the second time and enjoyed the story, enjoyed the characters. Uh, I still had some of the same issues as before. Um, Like the jokes, I think there's just too many jokes. They're too... They rip on each other too much and everything is a joke and they don't take anything serious, which... Is has its place and it's it's funny for a time. Then it just kind of got old. And then with Yondu, I liked him a little bit more in this movie. But at the end, when he died, I still didn't feel that connection. Like, oh, he's dead. That's that's sad type thing. It was. I thought they over dramatized it a little too much. But I enjoyed his character more this time around, the second time. So I'd probably bump my my review up to a B. On that one, I enjoyed it. I, I am excited to see how they play into the next Avengers because uh, they'll be. I don't know if all of them will be coming or if it's just um, Star Lord, but I imagine all of them would make some sort of an appearance. 
in in the next Avengers. So that that'll be exciting. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out and um, how they fit into the overall story. So, you guys have any thoughts on Guardians Two? I know we talked about it last time, Mark. Um, so I don't know if you have anything to add. And Austin, what you did you end up seeing it and did, did you like it? Yeah, I've seen both in the theaters. Um, I thought the second one was better than the first one. Yeah, I felt that the storyline to the to the second movie was too, and forgive me for this, but too daddy issues. You know, like I I, I was like, this is not what I came into the theater for. I wanted, uh, you know, because the first one was so fun loving and and comedic and and light. I felt this one was too like after school special. Marvel edition. It was just, it wasn't my cup of tea. It was good. Um, obviously baby Groot saved the whole movie. Yeah. Baby Groot. Um, and I, I'm, I like Nebula. I think she's an interesting character. Um, but I just didn't like the whole daddy, you know, star Lord storyline. I could have done without that. I get why they had to do it. It makes sense. But, um, I did read that all of them will be in infinity war. Okay, so, good. That will be interesting to see. Yeah, I, you know, my my criticisms, I haven't seen it a second time, but they definitely remain the same. I, I really feel like they, with Yondu, it's, they maybe rushed that a little bit. If they gave me more, yeah, like more backstory yeah, about Yondu, not just from what I have seen, right? Because from what I've seen, the galaxy's losing a smuggler and someone that could do without, right? So why, why do I, why am I supposed to feel bad? You know, but maybe if they gave me more in that storyline, you know, I, that would have meant more to me. It would have been as profound as they were trying to make it. Right. And so that's probably one thing, um, with that. And then, you know, like Austin said, the daddy issues, I, I don't like when, when movies try to bring that in, you know, sometimes when I come to a movie I like to be entertained. Yeah, I like, you know, there's points that need to be sad. There's points, but I don't need to feel like depressed with the movie. I don't need to feel yeah. like I should have daddy issues kind of thing. <laughs> a Star Trek, the new Star Trek movie kind of did the same thing, you know, and mm-hmm. Captain Kirk's out and he's like depressed. He's out there by himself. He wants to leave. And so I, I'm watching this movie and I'm getting depressed, you know, and it's not fun for me. And so that's kind of how this was is that um, it just kind of strikes me the wrong way. You know, it's not what I want to see a movie for, but I mean, it was still overall good. I think I gave it a B minus. I'm, I'm going to keep mine at a B minus. I'll probably watch it again and keep it at a B minus still, but I mean, still a good movie. Um, I, you know, definitely see it if you haven't seen it. Um, another movie we talked about last week is war of the planet of the apes. I haven't a chance to see it. Austin hasn't seen it, but you know, he said that we can, Ruin it for him. Well, we, told everyone, <laughs> we told everyone last week we'd give everyone two weeks a chance to watch it before we'll, we'll you know, ruin anything with movies, spoilers, and this, that. and uh, We're past that with this. So for this movie, I, I liked it as a resolution for, for the three movies. Um, it, it had some good storyline, uh, good parts. I felt it was a little slow, maybe too much story not enough resolution and then the res- resolution almost came abrupt you know really abrupt and uh spoiler caesar dies at the end and 
I know. <laughs> Caesar dies at the end. I apologize. Oh, no. And, you know, it, it was fitting how it had to happen. I think that his story was done, so it's a good way to get to get rid of him. Uh, you know, I don't necessarily like how he died. I felt it was a weak, weak death. I felt like the movie brought me as much questions as it did resolutions. What's next? There's no, there's been no official announcement if there's going to be any new movies. I expect there will be. Uh, they kind of tied in with some of the storyline from the original movies. I don't know if you guys have watched the originals. I was a big fan of them yeah. from back in the, was it the 60s or 70s or whenever they came out. But, uh, you know, it had no had Nova in it, which was a big character in the first one. And how, you know, in the first one, original ones, the, the humans couldn't speak. And they were so, you know, surprised when Sashnot came down and he could speak. And it kind of ties that storyline in why they can't speak. And that's neat because it answers the question. I like that. What I didn't like was that it was an easy way uh, maybe not an easy way. Maybe that's not the right word. But it was kind of a lame way to explain it. You know, it was like, oh, we don't know how to tie that in. So we're going to mutate the virus and just make them so they can't speak. They'll still live. They just can't speak. You know, the simian flu wiped them out. And anyone that stayed alive, it just made it so they can't speak now. And I, and that was neat, you know, like, okay, great. But like I said, just... I felt that was an easy way to explain that, I guess. And um, overall, I, I, I'm going to have to give the movie a, a B to B minus. Um, I, I felt like as a, as wrapping up a third one, I wanted a little more than what I got. Uh, but it, it was still a good movie. I, I would definitely suggest seeing it. Uh, a lot of good things. You get to watch Caesar go through and have some real soul-searching moments. You know, what kind of leader does he want to be? What kind of leader is he and that was neat uh it talked about uh, other apes you know you always wondered where are the other apes and here we kind of get to see other apes and well not a lot one other ape but you kind of see that other apes can thrive and there's probably way more out there so the question is for future movies is are they going to bring them together is you know what's going to be the the problem are they going to have a hard time forming society are they going to be better than what humans were are they going to be worse it'll be interesting to see what they do um i i liked it i definitely see it again um my wife saw it she's uh i kind of got her into the series she liked the first and second one uh she kind of same thing it was a little slow for her on the third one uh but overall pretty good i think that um it's if you're not a fan of it it's definitely worth seeing and uh, um, I think the, the whole reboot was a great thing for the series. So that's my take on it. I, I mean, I, what are you hoping for? I kind of ruined a lot for you, Austin. But what, are, <laughs> what are you hoping from it? You know, what are you wanting from this movie? Uh, you know, I obviously I want to know, you know, how the story is potentially going to end for now. Like you had mentioned, I feel like with the way Hollywood does everything, it's going to be revamped in another 10 years, you know, with a, with a new hero and a, a new protagonist and antagonist. And I, um, I'm sad Caesar dies. I kind of had a feeling that that would happen. Can I ask you how it happens? Will you tell me how? Yeah. Yeah. So in the, in the final battle, he's, um, 
there's some gas on the ground and he goes to throw, you know, a bomb on it. So it kills a bunch of humans. And as he's going, he gets shot in the side with an arrow. Okay. And, you know, that's rough. So he breaks it off. And what was kind of annoying to me was, is that, I mean, he breaks off this arrow and he's bleeding, but then he travels, which looks for like a couple months and he just got this arrow in him and never, no one ever notices. No one ever says anything. Yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't tell anybody about it. Yeah, and he shows up. He's like, oh, yeah, we made it. Oh, by the way, I got shot. And he dies like two minutes later. And for me, it's kind of like, I mean, yeah, it's kind of strange. Like, that's weird, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think they could have done something more with that yeah. as opposed to, I, I don't know. It's just weird. What do you think, Justin? I mean, you talked about the ending last time, so. Yeah, it's pretty pretty similar thoughts. I mean, he gets shot, and then there's this huge action scene where this avalanche comes down, and so he has to escape the snow, and so he's jumping and climbing trees and doing all these, you know, action things, and then that doesn't kill him. He's able to go on this trek for weeks or a month or however long it ends up being, and no one notices that he's shot. He doesn't tell anybody. And he sits down. They finally make it to their promised land area that they're going to live in. He sits down, and he's talking to the the one, the older, the baboon, Maurice. Yeah, Maurice. Yeah. And they're sitting there talking, and then he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I, I got shot. And then he falls over, and he's dead. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it, it's really strange. It's almost... Like that's it. I mean, you got this great hero, and I, and it blows me away even more that if it killed him, how did nobody notice? Nobody yeah. just yeah. noticed this guy's bleeding out, and he can't yeah. move. He's you know ten minutes from dying, and uh, so it was, it was kind of um, kind of weird. I wanted to wait to see if maybe they did something you know like afterwards, you know to honor him or something but they didn't have any after show credit so don't don't wait don't waste your time yeah yeah it wasn't necessarily that he died that i thought was strange just the way they did it and how quickly he he died you know i i was kind of expecting him just to you know grow old there and raise his kids and then the next movie would be about his kids uh, but that didn't happen or at least not yet anyway maybe the next movie is about his kids and he's just not there yeah, I, I read a couple things uh, about it, and it did say that um, if they do a next movie, they expect it to be about his child that survived. I can't remember his name, and that how he's going to have to try to live up to his father's legacy, right? Because his yeah. father's was the beginning, right? Started yeah. it all, and he has to be the one to to move forward. And can he be better than than the humans were? Can he create a civilization that was better than the humans? And then, what are any surviving humans? you know what's their role going to be in his society they've accepted nova this little girl that they found that can't talk but will other humans be accepted are they going to be enslaved like we saw in the original movie yeah. who knows you know and uh, there's gonna be a lot of questions uh, and maybe they just wanted to get this movie over so they could move move into that but i just it's kind of strange it's a strange ending i think the ending didn't really ruin it for me just it left me with more questions than answers right yeah all right well any final thoughts um or anything else you want to address before we close it out start with with austin 
Um, I, you know, I, something I wanted to bring up, spoilers. I have found in the past month or so, um, there's been a lot of Last Jedi spoilers that, for me, have personally been unfortunate. Um, the biggest one is the, the reveal of what Supreme Leader Snoke looks like. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Don't spoil. I can't no, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna describe it. I'm not gonna say anything about it. But um, you know, as a as a figure collector, you know, there's Force Fridays happening. I think next Friday or in a couple weeks um, on September 1st, and that's when the new figures are supposed to come out. And there's this huge BB-8 set, um, and Snoke comes with it. Well, they show what he looks like, and then on Instagram, there's these you know promotional photographs of you know. Ray as a Jedi, which we all know from the, you know how the Force Awakens ended, um, uh, Finn and Poe, um, BB-8, and then Snoke, and I'm like, this is a huge reveal that I do not want to know. You know, I'm so I want to know the hologram. That's all I want to see. I don't want to know what he looks like, and you know if he looks like anything in real life. So that was unfortunate. I don't know. How do you guys feel about spoilers? Do you look for them? Do you try to avoid them? Obviously, for Game of Thrones, I'm off all social media. Internet does not exist when that show is on. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you know, we kind of talked about it a little last time about, you know, spoilers. We we don't want to be spoilers. We don't want to do that um, and ruin it for people because, you know, maybe we see a movie before someone else does. For whatever reason, we get cool tickets or whatever. You know, we want our fans to be as involved into it as everyone else. Uh, if, if people are commenting, if you're commenting on our stuff, if you're, you know, want to come on our show and talk don't spoil things uh, especially you know movies we gave the two weeks but let's not spoil things for other people let's let's leave the suspense up and and uh you know when the time's appropriate like i said two weeks on some things four weeks on others like on books and stuff then we can spoil it you know we gave everyone chance you know an ample chance but yeah like you said part of being a fan is you know you want to be surprised sure and uh, and obviously we can't stop all spoilers but here on, on what we want to do, I, I think we just want to stay away from those major spoilers and give everyone a chance. I appreciate that because spoilers are not fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Uh, spoilers are kind of a double-edged sword for me. You know, I want to know what's happening, but yet I don't want to know. I was like, I don't want to know what Snoke looks like. I don't want to know, you know, who Ray's daughter is until I go to the movie and watch it. So... But that stuff's out there, so it's hard to to stay away from. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um. I, do you have any more, Austin? Anything else, Dad? Um. Uh, let me see. I'm looking at my notes right now. Um. <laughs> uh, no, I wanted to mention spoilers. Um. I did want to say um, the new Thor movie. I did see a trailer for it. I, I want to say it wrong. Thor. Ragnarok is that, is that how you say it yeah um that looks really good uh I know that comes out in November yeah I'm really I'm really stoked about that movie like I said Thor is probably my favorite solo Avenger uh franchise um and I think Kate Blanchett as the villainous is a perfect casting and Hulk can never go wrong with Hulk I'm still waiting for that solo movie um with Mark <laughs> Ruffalo I think he's the best Hulk there's been in my opinion so, yeah, it looks yeah. good. Yeah, I'm excited for that one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I don't really have too much. Just in uh, just two hours now, Defenders is starting. Yeah, I'm up. I'm gonna watch the first oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> so if, uh, 
if you're into the you know the defenders and that's uh, uh who is that the cage guy you're talking um daredevil Retro, yeah jessica jones that that's that whole universe that that's what that's about i'm gonna watch like i said staying up to 1 a.m my time i'm gonna watch <laughs> the first episode and i'm excited so if, uh, you know i don't know what you guys are doing but it looks good yeah, I'll be watching that. I think we should watch the first, at least the first couple episodes and not the whole thing, but uh, definitely talk about it next week. First couple, first two episodes at least. So yeah, that'd be cool. Well guys, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I think we've covered a lot of topics and had a lot of good, good discussion about Game of Thrones, Star Wars, you know, all this great stuff. So we appreciate uh Austin, that you took the time out to, to be here with us and to talk about all this great stuff. And we look forward to ha- having you on future podcasts because I think you got a lot of great stuff to say and bring some, some great insight to what we want to do. So thank wow. you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. I'm honored to be on this podcast and I've had a lot of fun with both of you and I look forward to nerding it up in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. No, thanks for coming on. Uh, we enjoyed having you and uh, thanks for being a fan and any feedback you can give us and uh, let us know and uh, share our stuff get our, help us get our word out there thank you again oh for sure thank you guys yeah and if people want to connect with you on social media how can they find you um, my Instagram handle is at Austin Ian and Ian has three A's on it in it <laughs> okay <laughs> cool alright Mark any final thoughts uh, no, just, you know, if you have anything that you want us to cover, comment, let us know. Uh, we're, we're here uh, for us and for you, so we want to make us enjoyable for everybody. Um, and we'll keep uh, we'll keep being here and keep improving as we get better. So thanks for listening. Yeah. So we can be found on randomangst.com. We're also on Twitter, Twitter at twitter.com slash randomangst. Facebook on f- facebook.com slash random angst and on soundcloud.com slash random angst as well we can also be found on itunes to search for random angst and we should be the first one that pops up as far as podcasts goes and please uh, leave a review let us know how we're doing and we look forward to additional episodes in the future in the near future and if anybody out there wants to send us a, an email and uh, ask questions or give suggestions on how we're doing as well as what we can talk about, definitely email us at randomangst at me.com. We want to thank you for listening. And from Austin and Mark, I'm Justin, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye.